Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Getting Skin Intimate with Faceplant Aesthetics. My name is Lauren and today I am doing part two of Acne 101. So if you haven't already listened to part one of Acne 101, that was last week's episode, I highly suggest you go back and listen to that one first and then return to today's episode. In part one, I went over um, what acne is, what it is not, and then the different acne types and severities. And then in today's episode, I'm going to go over the different skin types, the Fitzpatrick scale, and acne imposters. And I do apologize if my voice is a struggle again this week. Um, it's giving me a moment. So <laughs> thank you for bearing with me. But yeah, let's go through the skin types. So first we have very dry skin. So somebody with very dry skin, their pores appear to be extremely small or um, non-existent. And appear is the keyword here um, because pores don't actually change in size. It's typically a matter of genetics and if their pores are clogged or not. But again, somebody with very dry skin, their pores appear to be extremely small or non-existent. And then um, they pretty much never feel oily, like ever. <laughs> um, and then they probably have really flaky, tight, and shiny skin and are in need of barrier repair, hydration, and um, moisture, for sure. Okay, then we have dry skin types. Their pore size appears to be small. And then they may feel oily 10 to 12 hours after cleansing. Normal skin types, their pore size appears to be average, medium, you know, maybe probably bigger in the T-zone, but then smaller appears to be non-existent everywhere else. Um, and then they may feel oily seven to nine hours after cleansing, which is pretty normal, hence the name normal skin type. <laughs> um, then we have oily skin, which is me now. Pores may appear large, and then they may feel oily about four to six hours after cleansing, and they may feel the need to blot their skin at some point throughout the day. And then we have very oily skin, which is how my skin used to be a few years ago. Um, pore size appears to be very large. They may feel oily about one to three hours after cleansing, and they probably feel the constant need to blot their skin, powder their nose, whatever. I don't know if they still exist, but e.l.f. used to have these oil blotting sheets that I used to like I don't even know. They were like $2 for the pack, okay? And I think they were like a pack of 30 or 50 or something like that. I would buy a new pack like every week or every two weeks or something like that because I went through them all the time. Um, that's how oily my skin used to be. But that's also because I was overproducing oil because my skin was thirsty because my barrier needed repair. <laughs> um, okay, then we also have combo skin. So most likely they're oily in their T-zone but then dry everywhere else. Very important to know your client's skin type and have it on file um, because their skin most likely will react to different products and ingredients um, different ways depending on their skin type. Okay, let's talk Fitzpatrick scale, but let me get a sip of water first. Stay hydrated. Okay, Fitzpatrick scale. If you don't know what the Fitzpatrick scale is, this is kind of how we categorize your skin color, which is very important to have on file because um, especially clients with a fits four through six, they are more prone to post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. But then we also got to be careful of not running the risk of hypopigmentation, uh, bleaching their skin or anything like that. 
So very important to make sure you're noting and having on file your client's fits level. So level one, they are light skinned, they are white, maybe freckled, they always burn, never tan. Fits level two, that is me, fair, white skin, usually burns, sometimes tans, I wish. Um, not really, because that's damage. Um, <laughs> fits level three, medium, white to olive skin, sometimes burns, always tans. Fits level four, olive to brown skin, rarely burns, always tans. Fits level five, brown to dark brown skin, rarely burns, always tans. And then fits level six, dark brown to black skin, rarely burns, always tans. Again, make sure you're noting your client's fits level. And even having their ethnicity in the client intake form helps because, um, you know, they may appear to be, you know, a fits level two, but maybe they have some Mediterranean heritage in their skin. So you might want to consider them maybe a fits three, four-ish. Um, so also make sure you're asking that, um, with your clients, especially acne clients. Okay. Let's talk acne imposters. So acne imposters, I think the name is pretty self-explanatory. Um, but acne imposters are skin conditions that appear to be like acne, but they're not acne. Um, so first acne imposter, we have acne rosacea, which is subtype two papulopustular rosacea. As an esthetician, you cannot diagnose this um, or rosacea in general. You need to refer them to a dermatologist, but you can ask questions about, you know, rosacea triggers, acne rosacea triggers, and especially if they answer yes to pretty much any of them, then you can refer them to a derm um, to get diagnosis of yes, they have it, no, they don't. At least then you and the client will know. Um, but their skin is most likely more transient. They have more papules and pustules across the center of their face. Um, that kind of might be like in a butterfly pattern. And then when you try to extract anything, it's probably more of a watery substance. So that is acne rosacea and acne imposter. Okay. The next acne imposter, we have malassezia folliculitis. So malassezia folliculitis is fungal acne, um, it is a fungal yeast infection caused by genus Malassezia. Uh, it's more much more rashy in appearance, probably itchy, uh, comes and goes quickly. Again, probably more of a watery substance when extracting. Um, a lot of athletes get this. People who wear hats get this. Um, if you're an athlete or if you just wear tighter clothing, you might get this on your body um, due to the friction and the sweat and everything. Um, but it is an acne imposter and, um, but products and ingredients that are amazing for, um, Malassezia folliculitis include mandelic. So mandelic wash, mandelic scrub, especially if it's not inflamed and mandelic serum. Amazing because mandelic has antifungal properties, but then also fulvic elixir from Glymed Plus is amazing. I love it for its antifungal properties. And a lot of my clients that are acne prone or prone to fungal acne, um, especially those that work out or um, even those that work in the healthcare field and are still wearing um, masks, um, I suggest that they wear fulvic elixir um, to help treat uh, fungal acne. So those are some great products. Okay, staph infection. So staph infection, again, needs to be diagnosed by, you know, a derma physician, whatever. You cannot, as an esthetician, diagnose 
staff. Um, but if you suspect a client has staff, you again, send them out because you cannot treat it. Um, you need to stay clean and sanitary. Um, so, and you want to make sure they're getting the proper care. So if you're not 100% sure if they have staff or not, um, one way you can tell is, um, or potentially tell, or at least know if you need to refer them for peace of mind, um, is a pimple is pretty symmetrical in its circular shape for the most part. Um, whereas staph tends to be larger clusters of um, inflamed lesions that are very asymmetrical in, sh- in shape and with their borders. So if you kind of see that going on, if anything, again, just for peace of mind for you and the client, go like refer them out to a derm. Get a yes or no. Um, okay, then we have perioral dermatitis. So perioral dermatitis is characterized by clusters of tiny inflamed papules around the chin, nose, and mouth area. You want to keep the skin hydrated in the area that they are experiencing their dermatitis, um, moisturized and protected. Um, and then prescription topicals can help with this. So again, dermatologists can refer to them with a great topical to help treat this. Um, cause again, you can't diagnose, you cannot prescribe too as an esthetician at all. So this is where working with a dermatologist is amazing, but, Um, another thing, another tip, if you are prone to perioral dermatitis or if you have clients that are, um, I like to have my clients check for SLS and fluoride in their toothpaste, um, because that can trigger it as well as heat and stress. So I have them kind of watch those factors as well, but those are the acne imposters. And that is the end of this episode. Um, a shorter one today, which is nice for my voice. Um, but thank you guys for listening. As always, if you have any questions or anything you want to add to today's episode, feel free to leave me a message, send me a DM at faceplan aesthetics on Instagram. And, um, next week we're going to go over part three, which we're going to go over, uh, different ingredients that are amazing for acne and products as well that are used, especially in boot camp. Um, that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you next week.